welcome back to Crimson, our YouTube channel. Welcome to the Bible Talks, a program that aims to open the word to you and go verse by verse, heart to heart, straight from the heart of God to you, from our home to yours. May the Lord bless you this morning as you join us or any time of day or any part of the world that you have chosen to join us. Please do remember to subscribe. Do remember to click that button so that you know every time a video is out and we want to learn from you. We want to hear from you. So leave a comment, leave a question, leave a blessing. And we'd love to hear back from you to know that we are we are connecting with real people who love Jesus and who love his word. Will you do that for me? All right, let's move forward. Today, we're looking at the I am statements. We're in the series called My Everlasting Father. My Everlasting Father. Today's part three. Today, I want you to go home with the assurance that I have a good shepherd and because of whom I am protected and I'm provided for. I'm provided and I'm protected for. I want you to be sure about this today, that you are both protected and provided for by a good shepherd. In fact, Jesus makes two statements in what we're covering today. He says, I am the good shepherd and he says, I am the door. I am the door. So as we look at this, may the Lord bless your hearts and may you be encouraged in the fact that you are not only saved, but you are also secure. Did you hear that? You're not only saved, but you're also secure. The I am statement we're looking at this morning, uh, we are in John chapter 10, and that's quite a bit of a passage. So if you have your Bibles, your notebooks, your pens ready to go, ready to absorb, ready to learn, and if you don't have it, it's also on the screen, uh, join me. Let me read that passage for you, okay? So let me read it, and you're on the screen. Here we are, John chapter 10, all the way through, through to verse 15. Let's go to verse 15. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, verse 4, when he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them while he was talking to them but they didn't understand what he was saying to them. They didn't understand what he was saying to them. Okay, we're in verse seven. So he rephrases that, tweaks the, uh, the, the story a little bit, tweaks the allegory here a little bit and tries again. Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. Second time. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And I will go in and go out. He will go in and go out and find pasture in and out. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was a hired hand. He's not a shepherd. He does not own the sheep. 
He sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them, snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. He cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. You're going to be tremendously refreshed with the two truths that Jesus brings out this morning. And I hope and pray that you will stick with me. With hearts open to God's word and, and Bibles open and, and, and notebooks open, let's just jump into it and go over some of the verses before we, we draw some points out for ourselves. Verse 2 and 3. Now, who uses the door? Verse 2 and 3. Who uses the door? Not thieves and robbers, okay, but the shepherd of the sheep. Not thieves and robbers, but the shepherd of the sheep. For him, that is the shepherd, the gatekeeper will open. So it's not only that the sheep recognize the shepherd, the gatekeeper also recognizes the shepherd. Not anybody can walk in that door because it is through this particular door. You got that? All right. So he recognizes the shepherd. The sheep recognize the shepherd by his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. He leads them out. It's very important that we understand the allegory here. Although they didn't understand the first time round, and Jesus rephrased and retweaked that, uh, that, that allegory, that picture, the metaphor, we need to stick with the program here and, and, and figure out what are the pictures, what are the ways Jesus wants us to understand what he has in store for us. Jump with me to verse 4. The when. When does this happen? When he has brought all out, circle that, when he has brought all out who are his, he leads them from in front. They follow him because they know his voice. So imagine with me and go back to the Jewish context, the Eastern uh, shepherds. Here's what happens. You have massive folds, massive sheep pens where hundreds and hundreds of sheep are kept. Not all the sheep belong to the same shepherd. There are many, many shepherds and there are many, many sheep. Now, here's how it works. The shepherd comes to the gate when the gatekeeper, the door, when the gatekeeper recognizes the shepherd and he allows the shepherd in because he's a shepherd, not a thief, not a robber, not a wolf. When he enters in, he then calls for his sheep by name. OK, when he calls for his sheep by name, his sheep out of the hundreds of sheep that are there, his sheep hear his voice. I'm getting excited here, but his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. They follow him out of the sheep pen, out of the fold. And he takes his own sheep by name because they recognize his voice and he takes them out. When he has taken all of his sheep out of the pen, he then leads them from the front and they follow him. Two things. Number one, they follow him because he's their shepherd. How? Because they hear and understand and recognize his voice. He leads them because they are his sheep and he looks after them. He takes them to pastures in and out for green, for, uh, for drinking water, for sustenance. You with me so far? 
He takes a detour here to verse 5 and he says, Strangers can come, but they will not follow him. Tourists can come, but they will not follow them. They will flee. They will run away. They will get afraid. And he used this figure of speech, but he didn't. They didn't get it. So Jesus goes to the whiteboard. He, he wipes that whole story out. He wipes that picture out. He says, OK, guys, let's try this again. Let, let's let's do this again. I'm going to give this another shot. So he presents his point in a second way, in a different way. And he starts by talking about how he is the door. Now, there are three things that he uh, brings, three pictures. One is the gatekeeper. Two is the door and three is the shepherd. He says uh, there is a gatekeeper. He says, I am the door. And then he says, I am the good shepherd. Now we're going to flip those three around because we want to end with the gatekeeper. We're going to start with the good shepherd and go in that direction. Okay. So Jesus in his I am statement is going to teach us two great truths, two great truths. Number one, I'm the good shepherd. Number two, I am the door. I want you to know this. And what it means to the person, to the believer who wants to know God, who wants to follow hard after God, who wants to be in fellowship with God, to the person whose heart desires to know the Father, to have a relationship with God. This is good news. This is great news. OK, so number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Why does it say that Jesus is the good? Why does Jesus say that he is the good shepherd? Why does it make him good to be our shepherd? All right. Firstly, he knows who his sheep is. There's a sign of a good shepherd. He knows his sheep by name. That's what you want when you're looking for a shepherd of your soul. That's what you want when you are looking for somebody to follow. You're not just following a popular entity, a personality a crowd puller, a hero. You're not just following a light and everybody is following. You are in a relationship with this shepherd. This shepherd knows you and he calls you by name, which means he was there when you were born and he gave you that name and he calls you by name and you recognize his voice because you've been hearing it from your birth and you know his voice and he knows your name. The second reason he is a good shepherd is because he protects them. He protects them with his life himself. You know, it says the hireling, the guy who's hired to look after the sheep, he sees the wolf and he runs. He takes off. He doesn't care for the sheep. He's not vested. This is not his sheep. Why should he give his life? Why should he risk his uh, life and limb for this? So he's off. He's gone. But the good shepherd, the one who owns the sheep, the one who really, truly loves and owns the sheep, he gives his life. In fact, he laid down his life in order for the sheep to survive, in order to protect the sheep. They know his voice and they follow him when he calls. I love the, the imagery here. And Jesus is speaking here. He says, I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And I, I speak and I give words of life. And those who believe in me, they follow me because they are my sheep and I lead them to pastures that sustain them. And if threat ever comes and if danger ever comes, I lay down my life for them. I am the good shepherd. This is mirrored in his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, a few chapters on. I want to read that for you because so much of his heart is seen there as a high priest as well. Here a shepherd, there a priest. 
He says in chapter 17, verse 8 through 12, the first part of verse 12. For I have given them the words that you gave me. He's praying to the Father and he says, I gave them the words that you gave me and they have received these words and have come to know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. Verse 10, he says, all mine are yours and all of yours are mine and I'm glorified with them. So the father is bringing people to Christ and Christ is keeping them in his care and Christ is taking them back to the father. And that is the father's plan. So he says in verse 12, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them. That's how Jesus thinks about you. That's how Jesus feels about you. He believes that you, he says that the father has given you to him like a sheep to a shepherd, like like a shepherd to the sheep. He opens the door because he recognizes that he is your true shepherd. He gives you words of life so that you will recognize his voice and you will hear and remember. We have been told deep into our soul. We have been programmed deep into our soul who our creator is. We know deep in our heart. It is written on the tablet of our heart whose we are. We know deep inside. Only sin suppresses that knowledge, that truth. But when we hear his voice, those of us who are truly his, we, we wake up. We say, who's, I, I hear my name. Somebody's calling my name. Like the lyrics of that song, I have a father and he knows my name. When he calls my name, I will answer. He says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you gave me. I have guarded them. The Lord Jesus is the good shepherd. We are yet to decide whether he is your good shepherd. That depends on whether you recognize his voice, whether you believe the words that he has given you, the words that make him the the, the Christ who has come from God, the words that make you believe that he is the Christ who has come from God. So he says, I am the good shepherd. The second truth he says here, and we'll unpack this in just a bit. The second truth he says here is I am the door. The second picture he says is I am the door. Look at what he says. If anyone enters by me, please circle that. If anyone enters by me, two things are going to happen. He will be saved and he will find pasture. He will be saved and he will find pasture. Now he says, I am the door. Anyone who comes through me will be saved. So if the door leads you into his fold, you are his sheep. So when you go in, you are saved. Once you are saved, you are one of his then you go in and out, not in and out of salvation, but in and out of pasture. You go from protected to provided for, provided to protected, protected to provided for, provided to protected as you walk behind the shepherd of your soul. He is the one who leads you to green pastures. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, 
He will be saved. That's your salvation, my friend. He will find pasture. That's your sustenance, my friend. He's a shepherd who's a door. And when you come through this door, the shepherd who is the door lets you in to safety and to salvation. The shepherd who is also the door leads you to sustained pastures, to pastures, green pastures that gives you the food that gives you life. He adds to this. He says, if anyone enters by me, through me, he will have life in abundance. And he compares himself with the thief and the robber. He compares himself with others. This time he doesn't talk about the wolf. He says with thieves and robbers. He said they come to steal, to destroy and to kill. They come to steal, to destroy and to kill. Why? Because you don't belong to them. What do they care? They want to use you. They want to abuse you. They want to live off you and they want to make the most of you. They will use you and they will discard you. But the shepherd of your soul comes to give you life and life eternal. Jesus is not out to rip you off. He's not out to take from you. He's there to give you and to lead you into pastures of green uh, fields. Jesus, he says, if you come through me the door, number one, you are saved. That's your salvation. Number two, you find pasture. That is your sustenance. And number three, you will have abundant life, not just life, but life in abundance. That's your source of life. In Jesus, this door, this one door alone, this one door that claims and provides, executes and delivers. This Jesus, this door gives you salvation. This, this door gives you sustenance and this door becomes the source of your life. I am the door. I am the good shepherd and I am the door. The gatekeeper. That's an interesting character in the story. The gatekeeper. What does he do? The gatekeeper opens the door. He doesn't open it for anybody because he recognizes who's coming. He recognizes the sheep, but he also recognizes the shepherd and the sheep will recognize the shepherd as well. But it's important, even if the sheep recognize the shepherd, that the gatekeeper open the door. So there is a gatekeeper. We can argue about who or what that is, but the gatekeeper is the one who opens the door. Who is the door? Jesus is the door. Who is the one that sent Jesus? Who is the one who opens the door to himself? to salvation, to, to the Father's arms? Who is the one who allows you in and gives you life? Who is the one who sent Jesus to be an open door where there was before a closed door? It is God the Father. God the Father opens the door to salvation through Jesus. He is the one who swings that door open and says, come, come back to me. I have loved you with an everlasting love. With a long arm, I have sought after you. I have protected you. I have reached out to you. So he is the one who opens the door to the salvation through Jesus, the door himself. And he closes the door to security for us. So Jesus is the door. What do you do with the door? You enter by a door. Then you close the door for security. So Jesus is the door by which we enter it is opened to us because the gatekeeper opens it to us. 
It is open to the shepherd to come to us because the gatekeeper opened the, the door for the shepherd to come to us. We recognize the shepherd because the shepherd calls us by name. We recognize the shepherd because the shepherd calls us by name. We recognize the shepherd because his voice is programmed into his own sheep and his sheep know his voice. And the father opens the door. The door is Christ. And he then closes the door that in Jesus and no one else, we are secure forever. Once we come into Christ, we are secured forever. We are saved because we believe and we belong to Christ. We are saved because we believe and we belong to Christ. Let me put this in perspective. Here in the same passage in verse 12, he says the wolf comes to snatch. The wolf comes to snatch. Hmm. But if you drop down in the same chapter, all the way to 28 and 29, Jesus is saying, my father and I are one. My father sent me and I and the father are one. He is in me and I am in him. Okay. And then he says, the father gives you to me. Right. And no one can snatch you out of my hand. No wolf. This time he doesn't talk about another man. He doesn't talk about thieves, robbers and stealers. He talks about a wolf. The wolf comes to destroy and to snatch and to rob and take away. When the father gives you to me, no one can snatch you out of my hand. Okay. Verse 29. I and my father are one. The I am statements come from the deity of Christ. Jesus is the representation of the father. He stands there both as the door and as the gatekeeper. He's the one who decides your fate. He's the one who determines your fate and he's the one who executes your fate. In verse 29, he says, I and my father are one. No one snatches you out of the father's hand. So you have the father's hand. No one can snatch you out of the father's hand. You have Christ. No one can snatch you out of Christ. You are secured. You are secured. You are secured. Once you come into Christ, nothing on earth, no power on earth can separate you from the love of God, the father, from the security and salvation of God, the father. Once he has brought you into the arms of Christ, no one, nothing, no one can snatch you out of his hands. Your salvation is because you entered a door through belief and faith your salvation you can't lose your salvation because Jesus is your salvation you can't escape your salvation because Jesus is your salvation you have come in to the arms of the one from whom no one can snatch you out not even your own unbelief not even your own doubts some people say they have accepted Jesus but they still have doubts they still have doubts that's okay that's okay because a shepherd takes care of his sheep and if his need, the sheep's need is assurance, then the shepherd gives that assurance. If the sheep's need is proof, then the shepherd gives that proof. If the sheep's need is the presence of the shepherd, the shepherd gives that presence. Whatever the sheep needs in order to sustain faith. Did you hear me? Whatever the sheep needs in order you Whatever you need in order to sustain faith, the shepherd will do that. But you start by coming through the door. You start by coming to the shepherd, the good shepherd who laid down his life for your sheep, salvation. 
who takes you through in and out of pastures and gives you uh, sustenance and who makes sure, makes sure that you have a life worth living and he becomes the source of your life. He's the, he's the good shepherd. Why did Jesus make these statements? Why did he say, I'm the good shepherd? Why did he say, I'm the door? So that you know that God is the one who opened the door to salvation. Not you, you didn't think it up, religion, gurus, no. God is the one who opened the door to salvation. And this door is Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. And he gives his life to protect his sheep. Because he cares. Not like the wolf. Not like the hireling. Not like the thief and robber. He cares. He knows his sheep by name. Those whom he has saved. God protects forever. Those whom Jesus saves. God the Father protects forever. By closing the very door through which you walked in. In your belief. When you come to Christ, you believe. When you come into Christ, you belong. We are not part of a religion. We are part of a relationship. We have come into a family who has a father. And the father has desired and willed you into his family. And he has opened the door that is Jesus so that you can be part of his family. And you come into the family by his name, the name of Jesus. Listen very carefully as I close. God chooses people who choose Christ. God chooses people who choose Christ. Because God doesn't choose individuals. God chooses a door. He has provided a doorway. And he sends the Savior, the shepherd of your soul, through that door. He opens that door because this is the right shepherd for you. And when God decides this is the right shepherd for you, if you are really his sheep, you will recognize his voice and you will follow him out that door and into green pastures. God chooses people who choose Christ. Jesus is God's chosen door. Jesus is God's chosen sacrifice. When you choose Christ, God chooses you. When you choose Christ, God chooses you. He is the door that opens the way back to God and closes it to protect. He says, you have given me these sheep. I will not lose them. I have kept them. And while I was on earth, I kept them. And now, Father, I'm with you. So I'm with, while I'm with you, you protect them. Because you and I are the same. You are, you, and I, um, you are in me and I am in you. You protect them. Send the Spirit of God and, 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 and the Holy Spirit. And he will protect them. And I can't wait to be back with them. So I'm praying for them. John 17. I'm praying for them that you would protect them in my name. The name you gave me. And as I wait and I go back to them when the time is right to get them back to be with me forever and ever. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to be with me. But till then, protect them, provide for them, nurture them, nourish them, give them the abundant life 
and let loose the energy and the abundant life and the power that raised me from the dead. Let it loosen them that they may live the life I have called them to live. Let them hear my voice every day. Let them hear my love every day. This is the sheep shepherd who really truly cares. He will die to protect you. He will live to provide for you. No, you didn't hear me. He will die to protect you and he will live to provide for you. He is your security and he is your surety and he is your sustenance. Write it down. Write it down. Believe it and live on that. He is your security. He is your surety and he himself is your sustenance. You eat of him. He is the bread of life. You eat of him. He is life. His words are life. You grab your Bible. You open your book. You get your pen. You say, feed me, Father. Feed me, Lord Jesus. I want to know your word. And as you eat and you think and you meditate on God's word, the life-giving power of the, of, the, of the Son of God will flow through your veins. The life-giving power, the source of life will be available to you morning, noon and night. You will not live on earth. You will live in heaven on earth. You will live in heaven on earth. I hope you just give that a moment of thought there. You are on earth. Your feet are on earth. This tetrapack, this body is on the earth, but you have begun eternal life here on earth as the Savior waits to give, be given the green signal to come and pick you up so that you may be with him forever and ever and ever. You were made for a greater place. You were made for heaven. You now have sustenance to keep you going until that time comes. You have been given abundant life. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know me and they recognize my voice and they follow me. I am the good shepherd. Is that a decision you need to make today? Is, is there something you need to tell God after hearing what we have talked about? Have you understood to the core of your being? Have you believed to the core of your being? Whose you are? Have you understood who Jesus is? That there is no one else. There is salvation in no one else. Acts 4.12 No other name by which we can be saved. Have you come to him as the one and only door that God the Father has opened through which your shepherd walked through? He came to you through the door God opened for your salvation. Have you acknowledged that? Those words, have you believed that? That Jesus is from God and that he is the way back to God. There's no contest. There's no comparison. There is nobody else who's even offered it. So there's no point talking about anybody else or anything else. The only thing left is, if you believe, and are you continuing to walk in the faith with which you once believed? As you belong to him, are you enjoying the relationship of belonging, having believed? Are you enjoying the abundant life that he did promise? Have you plugged in to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Have you, have you gotten into the word to be able to enjoy his word? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, write to me, leave a comment. 
begin a conversation, get into a home group, join a church, be part of fellowship, be part of the word and prayer where you can grow with the family of God because this is not a religion. This is not a philosophy. This is not a school of thought. This is not an ideology. This is not a system of belief. This is a family where the father has sought you with an everlasting love, has reached out to you and right now he's knocking on the door. Would you believe? Would you come in? And if you have believed, will you belong in such a way that he is your security, he is your surety, and he is your sustenance? May the Lord bless you. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to, uh, to leave a comment, a question, a thought. All of all that I have said, something must have happened in your heart and, and head. Whether it's a question or it's a it's a phrase or, or, or it's a, just a response of, of joy and of worship to the Lord. Leave it there in the comment section. Let's be a community. Let this not just be the words of one man. May the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful week ahead. And as you uh, meditate and chew on the words that you have heard, the work that God has done in your heart over the last few minutes, I pray that the Lord will bring it to fruition and then that he will set in, uh, set in motion, set on a path, uh, a way to, to really live out, really enjoy what it means to belong to the Savior who knows us, cares for us, sustains us, secures us. May the Lord bless you. Have a great day.